Welcome to another episode of the CDW Life Nuggets Podcast with Pastor Cher B. Winkley, where the Word of God is the foundational truth that we believe and live. It's life for our spiritual and practical application. Tune in, hear the Word, and prepare to be empowered to manifest and maximize life. And now, a message from Pastor Cher D. Winkley. Hello there, and thank you so much for joining CDW Life Nuggets podcast. I pray that you are having a wonderful day, and I thank you so much for tuning in to um, our podcast this week as we talk about living the gospel you sing about. I know that the podcasts that you've previously heard prior to today have been a major blessing uh, for your life, and I know that this particular one will be no different. I'm looking forward to the time that we share with the guests that we have on. Um, I thank God for his presence, and I thank God for all of you that are faithful listeners and partners with the podcast. Before we begin, I'd like for you to uh, do two things for me. Number one, listen intently and be prayerful about what it is that you hear. And then secondly, take a moment to share the podcast with someone that you're connected with so that others may be blessed by what it is that we're going to receive today as we listen to this man of God, this artist, this uh, psalmist, this musician uh, that God has just blessed us and allowed us to have the opportunity to share with. And so without further ado, I want to introduce Leon Timbo. To all of you that are listening, uh, he is an amazing vocalist, and I absolutely love uh, his worship, his music, his voice, um, and more so his heart that you can feel as he sings and ministers and worships. And so, uh, Leon, thank you so much for joining. I appreciate your presence. Thank you, Cher. Uh, thank you, Pastor Cher. Which which one should I call you on the podcast? <laughs> Either is okay. It's okay. Yeah, cool. Yes, I, I, I appreciate you. Um, as, as we stated, you know, this week we're talking about uh, living the gospel we sing about. And, you know, I think that it's really important that um, our listeners and people know that, you know, number one, people that are in positions and have platforms and have major audiences and travel and whatever those, um, you know, those requirements are, whether you be a gospel artist or a minister or however it may be, um, that even in that, that you're still a human being and they're still um, life wins and woes that you have to go through and experience. And it's important to have something foundationally um, that can sustain you as you're doing what it is that God has called you to do. And so I really want to um, spend time talking about what that looks like, what your life song is, what that looks like for you and how you've been able to sustain and maintain. So to start, how long have you been singing and, and been in, in the industry? But I think it's important to know uh, I'm a PK, preacher's kid, pastor's kid. My wow, father, I am uh, <laughs> do, you, do you know my father uh, passed away a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. that um, um, impacted my life greatly. So that kind of pre, you know, pre precedes my answering the question. I've been doing this since I was 17, 16, 17, so that'll be 20 something years, right? And um, that uh, I, I I didn't, you know, ordinarily sing. I grew up Kojic, Sunshine Band, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I did not like grow up singing, singing until I prayed and mm-hmm. asked God. I wanted to sing, I wanted to sound like Marvin Wines, wanted to sound a little like John P. Key. Right. And, um, <laughs> 
And I, I remember sitting in that bathroom as long as I, as long as my, my little teenage body would let me. And then right. I joined my high school chorus and I started listening and hearing differently. At first, I would hear songs and couldn't sing them back out loud. But I started mm-hmm. doing that. And um, God started just kind of opening my ear. And so about 20 years Wow. Wow. I think that's, you know, first of all, it's it's cute as a kid because I could just even I, I remember having moments where, you know, there are people like I said, that I look to that I'm like, you know, I want to I want to be able to have a sound word like this person or I want to be powerful and effective like that person or not just in preaching, but in singing, too. So I completely understand it brought back memories uh, listening to you <laughs> say that you prayed that same prayer. But um, truly, you know, God has blessed you in terms of um, answering your prayer and just the sound that um, that you exude when you are um, in worship. It it to me, and I may have shared this with you before, but it to me just transcends. I love your worship, and it transcends just hearing music or just hearing you play an instrument. You can really hear the passion that you have. Um, behind who God is and behind your relationship with Christ. So what would you say, you know, is your driving passion? You know, when you are in the, in those moments of writing or, um, or doing instrumentation or playing or even, you know, those moments of, of visible and public worship, what is your driving passion for those moments? You know, honestly, I've come to understand my driving passion I, I give a list of motivators. Um, one would would have to be uh, love. Um, That's good. And the 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 interesting thing is one doesn't it doesn't one doesn't mean to, but you don't really see one unless you bring two into perspective. And number two yeah. is pain. Um, number two is pain. Uh, wow. Number two is walking, walking with God and having your mind uh, want, desire, see, whatever, and then um, submitting that, surrendering that, um, mm-hmm. processing that loss, processing what you felt like you should have gotten, what you felt like you should have done or been. Right, um, right, right. Really, uh, I really, I really found a a passion in love, right? Number one, mm-hmm. but through through pain, and the closer I got to see God's lens of pain, mm-hmm. God's lens of of suffering, quote unquote, um, the more I understood His love, and the more yeah. I was I was then passionate about it. So, what wow. what what a, what a lot of people may see. In in me, I remember when I picked up the guitar. There was there was no one playing the guitar, you know, um, around mm-hmm. me. I, I would have to look back at Bill Withers and James Taylor and those mm-hmm. guys. I mean, I loved Andre Crouch and I loved the Hawkins and I loved gospel music in my core, right? But mm-hmm. in terms of picking up the guitar, that was that 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 really didn't exist. And the reason for it was pretty functional. I needed something to go out in the backyard and engage into this space and process of pain with and the guitar was the movable tool you know for me Mm -hmm. and with that I was able to kind of articulate a love song 
Um, and, and the desperation of needing God in my moment kind of started there because I knew mm-hmm. all of my limitations. Um, I knew when this thing started, I knew what it felt like to not have it. And, and my desperation of wanting God to always uh, smile on it was important to me. Wow. That is so, so, so I hope you all that, that are listening, that you um, just received it, that there has to be a balance between love and pain. And I think that, you know, uh, as you stated, sometimes we um, don't really learn from our hurt because we sit in it so long or because it's, you know, it's in us. We carry it um, so long and we don't, as you mentioned, we don't know how to properly process it for it to lead us to the love of God. So I think that is, that's so profound, um, you know, what you just said and, and identifying those two things um, as your driving passion, just in lieu of your passion, you know, what would you say um, has been most important for you? You know, those disciplines and routines um, to to maintain that foundation. You know, there are a lot of things that are around us in, in the church world, if we be honest, church world, gospel industry, music industry mm-hmm. at large, social media, just every aspect where there is a plethora of people in a larger community. And so there are a lot of opinions and a lot of things that we try to keep up with and, you know, a lot um, keeping up with accolades from other people and trying to stay abreast of all of what's going on around us. What are those spiritual disciplines and routines that you maintain personally or that you hold um, dear and deem important so that you can maintain who you are throughout all of what's going on around around you? You know, the, the interesting thing is, um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to back up a little and I'm, I'm going to tag okay. the, the last statement about pain um, the Pain I've discovered is our friend. Pain is wow. Not our Can you say that again for 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 those that pain, are listening? Pain, pain is our friend, and I and I give you proof. Um, and this 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 aligns to my answer to your question in terms of my walk mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and how the tensions of the industry, both gospel secular, kind of build in my walk. Pain is pain is our friend. Uh, and, I, and I speak of this often because when my father passed, I was able to dig into um, James, the half-brother of Jesus, and Psalms 88. Psalms 88 mm-hmm. is the only psalm. We're, we're so used to David kind of, you know, talking about his enemies and talking about how crazy life is. And then at the end, he kind mm-hmm. of jumps out and identifies God's victory and identifies kind of the the, the answer or the, the, the direction of the answer, or, you know, the focus right. of the answer. Psalm 88 is much different. If, in fact, Psalm 88 um, ends with the word darkness, and then a couple of words later, there's a period. And that speaks to me. It spoke to me when my father passed, but it speaks to me every day because mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't show me an Abba, a, a father, a God who is so quick to answer. Um, he is more interested in me acknowledging his presence, um, not in the solution of the issue, but acknowledging his presence in the issue, period. Wow. The fact that he's not defined 
by my fear or my anger or my frustration. And I'm not defined by my state of being in that place. But he's God enough to make himself small enough to sit in my anguish with me. Um, And um, and that 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 delivers me because mm-hmm. it doesn't push me to an end. It doesn't push me to a solution. It doesn't necessarily push me to getting better. It pushes me to to become more aware of him and his mm-hmm. lens over over my life and over that situation, which in turn gives me um guidance in this journey itself, you know? So That's and that so goes good, to James. Yeah. When when James, the brother of Jesus, he like he, he chooses to write really, you know, a few chapters and this chapter jumps out. Um, you know, I, James, a slave of the master, Jesus, speaking to the uh, tribes scattered the kingdom come. I read out the message Bible. I memorized it. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and then he says, consider it a sheer gift when when trials um, consider it, a, uh, and I said this way, consider it a Christmas present when trials come yeah. to come all sides. So James yeah. is saying when those things come for you, it is a blessing to you because now you're able to, to differ, differentiate between your faith life, what is and what isn't your present state mm-hmm. of mind and how connected you are to God's lens over your situation, which is our ultimate goal here in life. Our ultimate pursuit right. is to be heaven on earth. Well, our, our capacity to maintain that, our, our ability to carry that weight is influenced by the level of processing pain that we're able to, to process through. And, and, and endure, that yeah. truth is something that I've had to come into into knowledge of right um i grew mm-hmm. up with people saying get over your problems jesus is the victory he'll get you through it you know get over mm-hmm. and get past mm-hmm. it james says sit in it james says sit there until you know why you're there until you see right. there the way i see there and then become it's like i got a couple of weights around here and as i as i lift weights my muscles literally tear to then build mm-hmm. resistance, to then carry the next weight. Um, but at that tearing, if I didn't have a God lens over that tearing, I would consider that destruction. I would consider that right, my right. problem. I would consider that my enemy. But with a God lens of love, I'm able to identify that space as mm-hmm. his provision and his grace in me realizing how much he loves me. So that's kind of my oh, that's so that, that that's so good. You know, um, for for some people who are listening and who have heard that, and they're saying to themselves, "But you don't understand the depth of my pain. You don't understand how heavy it is. You don't know how hard it is to keep a smile on my face and you know do what I do in church and be who everybody needs me to be. And I feel heavy and I feel weighted and I'm not true to the um, authenticity of." what's going on on the inside, what are some of the practical things that you can encourage our listeners to do to process that? Because I think that sometimes um, we don't process things because we don't know how, and then we run to what keeps us stuck in it. Um, It's the difference between sitting in it and, you know, working through it and being stuck. And because we don't know how to process it, we become stuck in it and we run to other things that serve as just like a blanket or serve as a temporary fix or, you know, other people, other relationships, other outlets that um, cause 
that pain to become, it festers and turns into something else, you know, and it, and it gets bigger and it gets worse. So what, what are some practical things that you can share with our listeners as to how to process that pain so that they can see beyond that and really embrace God's love? I think, I think we have to have what my, what my Nana used to call a come to Jesus meeting. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we, we, have to, we have to begin it with a choice. Yeah. And once we choose um, to hear God over a situation, once we choose that, then the next step, I, honestly, this is not something I, I've learned growing up. It's something I've come to later understand. The book of Lamentations is, is legitimate and necessary. Um, Mm -hmm. there's a reason for lamenting. There's a reason for sitting in that space and admitting the honesty of your, of, of your present state. Um, and, and there is a, there is a release in either saying that in prayer, saying that to uh, a person, uh, Mm -hmm. even saying that to a counselor, but it, there's something in, in confessing that and getting it out of your system as many times yeah. as you need to. I think we miss the beauty of our resurrection weekend because we don't give ourselves an authentic opportunity to lament the Lord's suffering. There's wow, something wow, sitting in the space. We turn Good Friday into Sunday on Friday, and we talk about the resurrection on Friday and Sunday, but there's something about sitting in the place of his suffering, sitting in the place of his, his, his tension of saying, I'll do this, but if there's any possible way this cup mm-hmm. cannot be mine, mm-hmm. to sit in the anguish of that choice, because that's indeed the choice that we have to make ourselves, but sitting in the anguish right. of that choice and walking ourselves through the process of letting it go, um, it's mm-hmm. not easy. It, I'm, I'll never say that it's easy, but I will say this authentic process of healing, number one, creates an altar of worship because truth precedes worship. Transparency precedes worship. And that's right, what John right. 4 is all about. It's about stating that space, stating where you are, and then stating what heaven is. But if you never offer yourself as a sacrifice, heaven can never consume what you didn't offer. And so that space is necessary. So practically, there's there's a healthy way to lament your mm-hmm. process. There's a healthy way to grieve your process. Anybody that feels like you need to jump into victory, jump into, they don't, they don't, they don't understand. And there's a lot they have to deal with in their lives. So I found uh, a safe space in giving God the honesty of my heart. And if I hated it, I'm not, my theology won't let me hate him. I ain't crazy enough to hate right. God, be mad at God. I'm just, no, that's, that's, that's not, that's right, not right, right. smart. <laughs> but, but I can say that I hate, I hate where I am and I don't mm-hmm. feel like you're with me and I don't feel like you hear me and I don't feel like you place the right people around me and I don't feel like I've had help for this many years and I don't and, and in the honesty yeah. of that space the honest, yeah. with me. and and through that some miraculous thing happens in that healing that's what this this um this this corona virus pandemic is presenting mm-hmm. to us mm-hmm. it's giving all of us an authentic opportunity to lament what we're losing. 
so that yeah, we can yeah. see the essentials of our lives um, and see what's essential and what's not essential. I mean, how many times did we consider breathing before this thing? How many times did we consider the necessity right. of you? I am over talking. I'm sorry. Um, no, 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 no. That's what this is for. <laughs> how many times do, did we have we considered the one thing that this virus addresses? Um, before it came to being. And I, I believe that in this process, even for churches, can I be honest, being a PK, and you know us PKs, we're right. on one hand submitted because we had to get saved 20 times for it to be real. And on the other hand, we have to fight being cynics because we know the pain yeah. and the process that my father had, had to do. And, 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 right. and that, that builds up in me some other stuff that's hard to get over. But my, my point in saying that is this, I feel like even for our pastors, um, our pastors are having to learn the rhythm of rest and the rhythm mm-hmm. of letting the Lord build his church, which is, which has not necessarily been something in their hands for a long Absolutely. time. Absolutely. And so even, even us as pastors, we're, we're finding ourselves in the tension of that space. And God's love is just there because before we had a title, before we had people, we had mm-hmm. him and we had, we had his love. And I think that's what this is about. So, yeah, that's been my process. I know it's a long answer, but that's been my process. No, no, no. There's <laughs> so much to grab out of what you said and just to, um, to um, piggyback on the latter portion of what you said that, we have to get back to the place to where we recognize and where we have gotten off or where we um, have strayed away um, or where we have not really depended on God, be able to be honest and transparent and return to that place. And um, it's so funny that you brought that up because I was just telling uh, some of our church the other day about how important it is to be transparent, to have those um prayers of confession and confession, you know, when we hear that word, we think about, oh, I've done something wrong or, you know, um, oh, you know, I'm about to be condemned when you hear the word confession, but confession really just means agreeing with God that I, you know, I am being transparent and being honest about where I am and I have been hurt and I have been scorned and I have, you know, this is too heavy for me and I don't have the answer so that God can then transform and he can convert whatever those situations are and you in it. Um, and you can see things differently and be healed and be restored and be empowered and become more like him. But if we're never, as you just stated, honest with ourselves to say, yes, this is how I feel. This is where I am. I don't desire to be here. I don't know how to get over it. Um, I don't know what I need to do, but I'm depending on you. But my eyes are on you. You know, if we never get around to saying those things, we will never be um, in a position where we can embrace the love of God the way he has extended it to us. So that was that was so good. I know you feel like it was long, but listen, every bit of it was necessary. <laughs> and it was so good to hear. You. Um, you know, So just... With you being in the industry and all of those changes and just in lieu of, because a lot of times people don't understand your um, your private moments and those personal scars and those, um, what I'll deem or call a tug of a war in terms of you really just releasing yourself before God and humbling yourself and reducing yourself down to um, a child in the presence of our Father. You know, those private moments um, are generally the ones that shape um, 
what we see, you know, they are, uh, those private moments are what we see that they're what shapes the passion of the preacher. That's what shapes the passion of the worship leader. That's what shapes the passion of, you know, the gospel artist. Um, and sometimes the lack thereof, you know, where you don't have that intimacy with God as our father, when you don't have the, those moments and you're not spending time in prayer and when you're not, as you stated, processing it, you know, with God, you can tell when you get out in the public that this is a performance and it's not a, a relationship of, of God's presence. And so what would you encourage our listeners to do um, to build that private time? Because, you know, what? I'll be honest, I think that um, and probably maybe this was 10 or 15 years ago and maybe we didn't realize it because we didn't see it for what it was. But I think that social media has created, and I say this often, it's created this desire to want to be something in somebody else's eyes and not really caring about who we are in God's eyes. And um, there's this intention, this intent of I've got to become, I've got to show, you know, somebody who I am, what I can do, what I have, et cetera, so that we can get the accolades of men. Meanwhile, God is in the corner, you know, asking us, well, when are, when are you going to seek my attention? <laughs> um, so, you know, what would yeah. you share um, with our listeners in terms of how important that private time is to you and how they, how they need to make it important to them, shifting their eyes and their hearts? Because you can't live something that you don't experience. When we talk about living the gospel, you sing about if you don't experience it aside from when you deliver it, then there's no such thing as living. So how can you, you know, what are some things that you would share with our listeners to develop those private moments? I, I pray as I, as I, as I say these things that, that um, they, they bring a realization of some truths. Mm-hmm. One of the mm-hmm. truths is that um, Eleanor Roosevelt, I believe it was, she said, you will be amazed at how little people think about you. Um, wow. And the statement was made um, in the context of we, we make such effort to perform that mm-hmm. we, forget to be, we forget to become. And the becoming comes when you are able to properly see that people mm-hmm. um, People don't care as much as you think they care, and maybe this is this is part of uh, the cynic in me and and the truth of me, you know, as well. I'm, mm-hmm, I'm gonna be mm-hmm. transparent, and and I may push some tensions here, but again, being a PK, when my father uh, became ill, um, the people that were supported and loved on from him did mm-hmm. not reciprocate. There wasn't a culture. Yeah. He didn't even teach a culture of reciprocation of that space. They they enjoyed a certain level of what that was. And when mm-hmm. that declined the way that they were used to, a lot were released to go somewhere else and find that space in them that they needed again. And so I say this from a healthy space. I can definitely say it from a scarred place, but I speak today from a healthy space and saying Mm -hmm. um, they were supposed to transition. They were supposed to go. You were just supposed to realize that the only one that loves you 
unconditionally. From eternity to eternity is the one you should spend the most authentic space of your time with. When we realize how little people see, um, when, when, when we are no longer here, and, and it, it goes into, into Ecclesiastes, but when we are no, no longer here, the truth is this. The truth is uh, we're going to have a funeral. We're going mm-hmm. to mourn. We're going to grieve. And then we're going right. to move on. That is the harsh reality. You know, the only, the only one that doesn't move on is the one that's waiting for you to speak to him now. The one, yeah. the only one that does not continue on is the one who is anticipating your next moment of prayer. And I think when yeah. we realize the truth of that space, it puts everything into perspective. Um, I don't mean to be hard, but Solomon was hard. Solomon was basically like, right. you think right. good deeds create, you know, great outcomes for you, for you? Do you think that because you're this way, this is guaranteed to you? Um, right. And the truth of that wisdom, the realization of God's love and his, his, um, his abundance for us is, mm-hmm. is so our sanity, our balance, we're only in balance because we don't get a chance. We don't give our ch- ourselves a chance to go back to the balancer who's able to right. line us back up to the plumb line. So right. we don't realize how little the other uh, matters. Because truth, truth be told, social media didn't create it. I'll, I'll, I'll um, give a little addendum. It it, it uh, illuminated. Because back in yeah. culture church, where yeah. I came from, those same policies, those same practices, where you would walk in, you would have the head, head covering, and you would be on the certain roles, and you would do the thing, and then you would go mm-hmm. home, and your kids wouldn't recognize the person that everybody else saw at church. So that thing really still existed. I think social media yeah. brought life to it. <laughs> right. Um, and so in that way, I think it is a both both a curse and a blessing. But mm-hmm. it's definitely a blessing because now we're able to examine ourselves a lot quicker and identify and have opportunity like this podcast to, you know, to self-examine and, and ask the Holy Spirit to really show me who I am so that I can see who you see in me. Show me, yes, what, show yes. me what I'm trying to be so that you can really define me the way you've always seen me to be. And that's, that's something only Abba can do. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. So if you could sum it up in a sense, um, what are you um, most, and I'm going to say proud of, or use the word proud, Mm -hmm. but what are you most proud Mm -hmm. of in terms of, you know, your life journey, who you've become, how God has used you, et cetera? What is the thing that you are most proud of or that you are most grateful for um, to this point in your life? Um, I, I think, I think I'm, I'm most grateful, uh, for God's grace. Yeah. God's grace. Um, I'm most grateful for that because I see that in the people that I've affected. I see Mm -hmm. that in my kids. I see that in, um, 
And where I've been weak, God's taken his hands and been my strength. Yeah. yeah. And I see, I see the, um, I see the choices that I've made and, and the, uh, the love, the, the, the way his love's covered those choices. And mm-hmm. so I am most grateful. I don't know if I'm proud of anything, Cher. I don't know if I'm proud of anything because every, I, I, I see everything through um, such, such a grace-filled lens um, wow. that um, when I, 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 my, my, I, I would hope, I would hope that, um, and then the way my theology is set up, I don't know if I can make this statement, but I'll make it just, just as a child. It's almost <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to back up. It's almost like when you, when we sing songs like, um, I'm chasing after you, and when we sing songs like, you know, um, um, I'm, 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 I'm running, you know, so on and so forth. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, theologically, there's a part of me, because I'm a church kid, there's a part of me that says you can't run from somebody who never leaves you. Right. And so I find myself yeah. juggling that space. But then there's another side of it. That's, that's the side I want to highlight right now. I am, as a father, at times, um, like, like a father would in the forest, he'd, he'd, he'd hide himself so that I can mm-hmm. go searching, but, but mm-hmm. I'm never from his presence. He just gives me an opportunity to discover him again. And I'm grateful for that opportunity to rediscover what's never left me. So it's, it's in that space that I kind of sit in. Um, yeah. and I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just proud today's today. And we're, we're, we, we get to do it another day, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate, listen, I know for those of you that uh, are listening, I I know I've been blessed and uh, encouraged and empowered. And I know for a fact that you have too. I pray that as you've listened this week to uh, each of our guests, that you have heard their hearts in terms of what living the gospel they sing you may preach, you know, you may just read whatever that it, whatever your role and responsibility is in the kingdom of God, that it has to become life for you. And you've got to be able to find that space. And sometimes that is found through trials and through suffering and through pain. And other times um, it is found through uh, really seeking the face of the Lord and understanding your major dependency on him and no one else, however it may be. Um, it, it's important for us to live it out and to not get stuck in the uh, quagmire of how we feel or um, not overlook those moments and opportunities for growth and not be shame um, or feel guilty about your life journey and what you've had to go through to become the person that you are. Um, and not try to hide, but to be honest and be transparent. All of those things that we've heard this week, it's important for you to apply that to your life so that uh, God may be glorified, Christ may be exalted, and uh, and the people may be empowered by you living the gospel that you believe to be true. And so, Leon, I just want to say thank you so very much um, for you thank sharing you. your heart um, with us. I appreciate your time, um, and again, I, I thank God for um, the vessel that you are um, in worship and the life that you live and the journey that God has taken you on to really be a beacon of light um, 
in this dark world uh, through your worship. And so I appreciate you so much. I I would that you really quick before we end our time together, if you could share with our listeners how they can contact you, your website, your music, what you have up and coming, that would be wonderful. Absolutely. Um, LeonTimboLove.com is my website, Leon Timbo, on all social media platforms, L-E-O-N-T-I-M-B-O. There's some YouTubes that you may enjoy as well. And, um, you know, I just, uh, I would love to talk with you. So all my contact information's on there and share. It was just such an honor to be here on your platform. I admire your ministry and all that you've done and um, all that you've blessed. Um, and so thank you again for uh, having me on. You're absolutely welcome. I want to correct one thing, uh, if you don't mind, that he said there's some YouTube videos that you may be blessed by. There is no may. Just go to YouTube. <laughs> go to YouTube. <laughs> Cross out the may in the sentence. Hit play and you'll be blessed. That's, that's without you. a shadow of a doubt. Um, so thank you again so much. I appreciate you and, and uh, it's my pleasure to have you on. Uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate you for being um, such faithful listeners and partners of the podcast. And um, again, I I pray and I believe firmly that you have been blessed by the podcast that we've aired this week. And I look forward to uh, the next episode. And I want you again to share uh, this podcast, any other podcast that we have with those that are connected with you so that we can be about the business of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and this particular platform uh, with others. So God bless you. And we will talk soon during our next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the CDW Life Nuggets podcast. To get more information or if you want to hear a repeat broadcast, download the Share D Weekly Ministries mobile app on the App Store and also available on Google Play. Or you can visit shareweekly.org. May God bless you and heaven smile richly upon you. This has been another CDW Life Nuggets podcast. Until we meet again, remember to manifest and maximize life.